welcome to Theoretically Theatrical. In this series, we peek behind the curtain and explore the world of performance. Today, we will be taking a look at walking performances. Walking performance is a broad term which encompasses a wide variety of works. It could be defined as an artistic practice that incorporates or highlights the act of walking. According to Murray and Keith, the act of moving becomes the centre of the performance. It excels at encouraging the audience to creatively engage with their surroundings and to see them in a new way. It has been growing more popular amongst performance artists and theatre makers in recent years. In 2007, the Walking Artists Network was started. It aims to connect artists who use walking as part of their practice. It allows them to compare notes, share inspirations and literature, and work together on projects. Lynn Gardner, writing for The Guardian in 2010, asserted that Whatever you pass through, whether it's the city or an area of rugged natural beauty, starts to feel like a giant set. So no wonder an increasing number of theatre makers are creating performances based around walking. However, she also points out some flaws with these types of performances. I'm beginning to think that the more portable such shows seem, and the less they're genuinely rooted in a particular place, the less likely they are to offer a really satisfying perambulation. With this in mind, let's do some exploring of our own to find out more. Professor Hedden has written extensively on the subject. She describes walking performance as an aesthetic practice that is able to explore human relationships with environments and the sharing of knowledge. One of her standout pieces was 40 Walks, where she discussed topics such as performance spaces and friendship. In her talk to the Royal Holloway Centre for the Geohumanities, she discussed her inspirations and the academic results of her walking practice. What walks would you give for a friend? What book would you take for a walk? What supports a walk? She asks us to think about what makes something a piece of art. Is it the action, the legacy, or the documentation? She highlighted several works that inspired her, including Gom's Ravel in 2006, which involved an artist laying out yarn in her hometown of Camberwell and walking back along it, knitting as she did so. This allowed her to explore rhythm, and relationships between women. Rights and Sights focus on people's relationship to spaces. Their performances often explore disrupted walking, collaboration, and spatial meaning-making. Walk, Walk, Walk is a group of female artists whose performances focus on recreating the forgotten by conducting organised walks through overlooked spaces. And finally, Elspeth Owen, who focuses on durational performances that form relationships. Her show Loose Link in 2005 involved delivering messages in a social chain. Owen would deliver a letter to a person, and they would give her a letter to deliver to someone else. In Hedden's own work, she is interested in ideas of permanence, impermanence, and the ways that walking engages relations. In 2009, she began her project 40 Walks. As part of her birthday celebration, Hedden contacted 40 friends and asked them to take her on individual walks over the span of four years. They covered a variety of landscapes, including urban and rural. She travelled with new friends and old ones. 
walking was treated as gifting and companionship. Tim Ingold theorises that walking is a particularly social activity. Walking together results in a shared rhythm, pace and a physical closeness, as well as sharing the same view, transforming it through their experience. Hedden builds on this, theorising that walking is a collaboration and a sharing of knowledge. It can be seen as a form of ensemble performance with improvisational elements. In addition, it is a collaborative cultivation of relationships and sheds insight on the sense of self. I was lucky enough to attend the online seminar, or webinar as they call it, The Politics of Walking. It was coordinated by Professor Hedden in collaboration with the Devron Project and the Slow Marathon. This is a virtual collaboration with the aim to walk around the world. The speakers included Claudia Zisk, Hippolyte Nitikwirwa, Kubra Kademi, Hamish Fulton and Imam Tajik. I recommend that you look up these artists for yourselves, as they all have very interesting projects. I will give you a brief summary of their presentations. In Hedden's opening remarks, she asked us several questions to bear in mind during the talks. Who gets to walk and where? Walking can be social and artistic, but it can also be a political tool. The first speaker was Claudia Zisk, head of the Devron Project. Zisk explained some of her previous works and her journey to walking as an art form. These included creating a human chain, participating in demonstration walks, and her project Room to Rome. She explored the idea that borders of all sizes between cities and countries are socio-political constructs. A recurring theme in her work is that the landscape belongs to everyone. She helped to create the Slow Marathon. She described traditional marathons as empowering, but questions the need for competition, both with other runners and oneself. The slow marathon is designed to let multiple people work together, passing a metaphorical torch to cross a huge distance. The torch has taken various forms. In one previous event, the walkers used symbolic shoelaces. The slow marathon is thematically flexible and can explore feminism, politics of borders, freedom of movement and colonialism, and many more. These walks connect people that could never have met and allows them to interact in ways that could never have happened otherwise. Our second speaker was Hippolyte Nitikwirwa, an artist and activist. Walking has been a consistent theme throughout Hippolyte's life. He is a survivor of the 1984 genocide of the Tutsi. After escaping from the atrocity, he walked for miles to a refugee camp. To him, walking meant living. As an adolescent, he couldn't afford transport to school and had to walk. He would also continually walk back to the site of the killings. Due to his PTSD, he struggled to process his grief, and the pilgrimage style of walking was one of the ways he tried to come to terms with his experience. Eventually, he made the decision to forgive the killers rather than torture himself by reliving the trauma. As an artist, he made a piece of walking theatre called Be the Peace Walk. Over a hundred days, he walked and planted trees. Along the way, he interacted with both survivors and perpetrators of the genocide. He wanted to use his journey as a way to teach the price of peace. 
His message was that peace is what you live. Hamish Fulton, an artist. Fulton was famously quoted as saying, No walk, no work. He primarily works with mixed media and walking performance. He asserts that when one creates with walking, the artist is creating an experience. Fulton uses his walking art to explore ideas of transgression, religion, and to protest the bad treatment of indigenous peoples. Fulton went to Tibet and walked in a series of pilgrimages to protest the suppression of Tibetan culture. Walking can represent freedom. In theory, it is something that anyone can do. He reiterated Hippolyte's ideas of walking being used as a means of escape, particularly by refugees, and its connection with fear, but also its connection with the desire to live and survive. Kubra Kademi, a performance artist. Kademi is currently a resident of Paris and a refugee from Afghanistan. A recurring theme in her work is identity. She created a controversial piece of work called Armour while still living in Afghanistan. This involved her walking through her local streets wearing a costume of armour designed to exaggerate the female form, particularly those areas that men focused on in their sexual harassment. In the piece, she explored the effect that perceived gender has on one's freedom of movement. Kademi asserts that in Afghanistan, men are required to walk for work, and women cannot walk. Both of these practices are encouraged by social ideas about gender roles. She explained that walking as a girl is seen as dangerous. The outside is considered a masculine space, and if a woman enters it, then she should expect sexual harassment. Part of her performance in armour was the idea that she was walking because she shouldn't. After this performance, she was threatened with violence and had to leave Afghanistan. Once in Paris, Kademi created two other walking performances called From Sunrise to Sunset in Paris and Pedestrian Signs. Both of these performances explored ideas of migration, being a refugee, and feelings of not belonging. They were also a response to public spaces being subconsciously considered masculine. Kademi was a featured artist at the Walking Woman Festival in 2016. It was organised by the Walking Artist Network. Iman Tajik, an artist. Tajik is an Iranian artist based in Glasgow. He's the artist coordinating this year's Slow Marathon, which has the subtitle Under One Sky. His mediums include movement, photography and video, which he often combines into installations. This style is exemplified in his piece from A to B, which involved Tajik walking through an avenue of trees from which he had strung a web of white tape. This created an awkward movement as he tried to pass through them. Another piece that involved walking and movement was Border Miles. This was part of the Glasgow Festival, and was a walking experience that aimed to draw attention to the nearby detention centre. The collective walk took participants from Glasgow Central to the Dolgarol Detention Centre. Tajik's work, including the up-and-coming Under One Sky, often incorporates examinations of the conditions of life, globalisation, crossing borders, and freedom of movement. He also asks, who has freedom of movement? He hopes to illustrate that borders have power because we give it to them. Thank you.
walking theatre seems to be evolving in very exciting directions. It is a broad enough genre to encompass a variety of themes and performance styles. It can also be used to ask pressing questions about agency, freedom and friendship. More and more theatre companies are exploring its possibilities alongside activists and performance artists. I look forward to going to more in the future, and I hope that when the opportunity arises that you will too. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to learn more about walking performances, then you can visit the Walking Artists Network at www.walkingartistsnetwork.org. The narrator was Rosie Beach. Lynn and Dee were played by Katrina Scott. This has been a Yorick Radio production.